Welcome, y'all. Hey, Heidi. Hi, Tam. How are you? I'm great. I'm How so, are you? I'm so glad you're here. I haven't seen you in so long. Sweaty balls. I'm so happy to be here. Do you have the sweaty balls? That's all I can think of when you talk in that microphone. Is that I'm doing the Saturday Night Live skit? Yes, I can't. I can't. I do love Molly Shannon. She's fucking hilarious. That's <laughs> one of my favorites. <laughs> so what are you drinking? So my friend Tammy brought me down to New, or- New Orleans Daiquiris. And the cup says Fat Tuesday, but it really is New Orleans Daiquiris. It's New Orleans Daiquiris. Yes. And I have a 190 octane because I like the grain alcohol. Did you get an extra shot? Oh, man. No. I'm a novice. Damn it. <sighs> You gotta run with the big dogs. I thought I was a professional, but you just called me out on national radio. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> we only have like 147 listeners, so it's not really national yet. I know. But we're gonna get there because 2021 is the year for Grits with a Side of Murder. We're moving it forward, girl. That's right. I appreciate you being here not only to so visit, excited. but to podcast with me. I'm so excited. Is there anything you would like to tell the listeners about yourself? Myself. I have a lot of jobs and a lot of responsibility, and I'm so happy to just be sitting here having a cocktail and looking at you. And we had crawfish yesterday. (gasps) The crawfish was the bomb. We went to Fred's because in Louisiana, we're just allowed to have um, bands back in the bars and even go in the bars, actually. It was stupid, crazy, busy. Like everybody came out of their homes and went to Fred's. Yes. Good for the, the people patroning our local establishment exactly it was awesome so you've listened to a few podcasts Mm -hmm. yes ma'am and you know how this works i do we're going to talk about crime we're going to drink we're going to laugh and all my favorite stuff maybe not the crime (laughs) (laughs) well i just think people need to know if you don't like that do you want to go ahead and and just turn it off right now because that's what we do we're not the drinking and laughing part is good yeah yeah, I appreciate you listening to crime. I got you a woman cr- criminal, criminal, <laughs> criminal this this week. Oh, I forgot. I need to do Tammy's faux pas of the week. Tammy's faux pas of the week. This is the first installment of I to, many. I had to text her some stuff last night so that she would remember well, her we're, faux pas. Not only that, but we're on day three of drinking together, and uh, <laughs> I don't even. I just feel like I just need to put lotion all over my whole body. I'm so dry right now. <laughs> We're parched. Everything. We need to hydrate. Yes. My skin is parched. My throat is parched. Anyway. You, but you got that nice, cool daiquiri cooling oh, you off. it's filling my throat, making it feel so much better. Okay. You ready for this? You didn't say your faux pas. Oh, thank That's you. That's another faux pas. That was it. That was the Tammy's faux pas of the week. I didn't tell you my faux pas. So we're at the bar last night, and my son and I are playing pool. And for some reason, my brain mixed cue stick and pool stick together. And what came out was pube stick. It was epic. Yes. I really was like, get your pube stick. It's your turn. <laughs> yes, you did. And there's Tammy's faux pas of the week. There were actually several last night, so that might last me a few episodes. There were many. Yes. I text you so that you can remember. And I read them today and laughed and laughed. (laughs) Okay. Amy Bishop is who I'm going to tell you about. All right, cool. Here we go. I'm already not saying words right. 
crimetraveler.org, slate.com, studentsverdict.wordpress.com. Those are the sites I went to. And now, without further ado, Amy Bishop and her sweaty balls. No, I'm sorry. I really, I can't stand. I want to say sweaty balls every time I look at you. Just say sweaty balls well, anytime you want. Right. Because we have the headsets and the mics. And yeah. It's sweaty And it's balls. exactly that Saturday Night Live skit, which is one of their best ones. <laughs> okay. Amy Bishop, Bishop was born April 24th, 1965. She's three years older than me. She was raised with a brother, Seth, by mom, Judith, and dad, Samuel. And by all accounts, the two kids had a stable, loving upbringing, and they were close as siblings. They shared a love of music and science. Those were their interests. The dad, Samuel, was a professor in the art department at Northeastern University in Boston. Amy grew up in Braintree, Massachusetts, and attended Braintree High School. I don't really like that name, Braintree. I don't like Braintree either, but you know what? She sounds like a brain, yeah. a brainiac. So it I mean, I guess if, I guess if you're going to live in Braintree, it you works. should be smart, right? After high school, Amy attended college at the same place where her dad was a professor. She completed her under, undergrad degree there, and later earned her PhD in genetics from Harvard. Smarty pants. Snazzy again, not your traditional background uh, of yeah. So what what have you heard on the podcast I've so far? Heard There's... all the bad things. You're tossed around from home to home, and you're beaten. Your parents are alcoholics. Absolutely, all the bad things. This no. does not sound like the making of a murderer, right? Here. Nope. Uh, there is, I just wanted to say this, there is a person at Harvard who remains anonymous that said her work there was was lazy and poor quality and that she should have never gotten her PhD. That does not make you a killer. But she did. She got her PhD. And now she's Dr. Amy Bishop. Okay. Amy eventually marries James Anderson, with whom she had four children, and like we've already said, she's intelligent, well-educated. She's seems like she has a normal life to me. Just really not the beginnings of what we typically see in the... Kind of like your life. Parallels your life. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't killed anyone yet. yet. <laughs> in 20... In 20... Wait, you can't say 2003. In 2003... <laughs> She's about 38 years old. Amy joined the faculty of the Department of Biology Sciences at the University of Alabama in Huntsville. I don't know if that's the Alabama one that... I think Alabama's in Tuscaloosa. I know that. Oh. Well, is Auburn in... I don't know. There's probably... Anyway, let me just say I hate Nick Saban. Okay. (laughs) Just say it. And then this is Alabama we're talking about here, so... Okay, before she joined the University of Alabama, she worked at Harvard Medical School as an instructor of medicine, which I find frightening. <clears throat> I feel like you should be an MD if you're going to train. Oh my God, you got to cut some people open or do something. Some I mean, shit. PhD you, in genetics. What were you fucking, I don't know. Before you teach other people? Yeah. You need to have some hands-on experience. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think doctors should be, I think they should be taught by other MDs, not Okay, anyway. I agree. Amy and her husband, James, completed, completed, no, competed in a technology contest. They won third prize, $25,000. They developed a portable cell incubator, 
You know I want to ask what that is. I don't know what that is. But I figured you didn't know. I, don't, I did not waste time Googling that because <laughs> I would have had to read you some boring-ass definition. <laughs> and I'm not a science gal. So, okay. So, she's got a lot of go- going on in her life, obviously. She works. She's got kids. She's got a husband. She's doing this portable cell shit on the side. Again, paralleling your life. No. <laughs> I was never a science girl. Okay, let's just be clear. <laughs> I never went to Harvard, not even to visit. You're smart as shit. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, I didn't mention this fact. She's also a part of a writing group, which I pe- I picture that being like a, a book of the month group you get together with. You know what I'm saying? But they're writing shit. What do they do? Switch? I don't know. Do you read it out loud? I don't know. But she had three novels in progress, and one of the plot lines... The plot lines? Plot. Did I say pie? said the plot lines. Oh, the, one of the plot lines of one of her novels, get this, a female scientist was struggling, working to defeat a pandemic virus, while at the same time struggling with suicidal thoughts because she didn't earn tenure. No way. As a teacher. No way. That was one of her plot lines hmm. of one of her three in-progress novels. That tells you a lot. Yeah. So, one of her big objectives in life was to gain tenure at the University of Alabama. And here's the deal. I've heard tenure a million times in my life, but I wanted to look up the definition so I can be very clear. Because to me, I associated tenure with like a retirement. Mm-hmm. No. They can't fire you. Exactly. You get tenure, you're set for fire. You're they, set. There's like, you have a job You do forever. whatever you want to do. Exactly. And screw up. Mess around. Yeah. You got a job. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Why do colleges do... That's... Um, Yeah, that's a thing. Why is that even... It is a thing. Okay. Sorry, I had to take a drink. I know. Okay. So, she wanted tenure. It's highly sought after for college professors, and she wasn't an exception to that rule. She wanted it. In 2010, Amy Bishop was 45 years old, and she was an assistant... Still an assistant professor at the University of Alabama... So, it's been about seven years that she's doing this. Right. She put in her application for tenure. However, she was turned down. And despite the number of appeals throughout 2009, Amy Bishop's role at the university was due to finish at the end of the spring semester in 2010. Amy's starting to get pissed. Well, I mean, like, they gave her a three-month notice, bro. I mean, basically. They're like, you know, we're not doing the tenure for you. Well, you got three months. She's getting pissed. Yeah. She's getting wound up on the inside. (laughs) Amy Bishop's Bishop's husband, James Anderson, said that denial of her tenure had been an issue for Amy in recent months. And it was his understanding that she exceeded all the qualifications for tenure. But they still didn't give it up. Nope. So she was distressed about losing her position at the university. Regardless of Amy's qualifications, she was not well-liked by her students who said she was, quote, ineffective in the classroom and had odd, unsettling ways. How are you ineffective and unsettling? Like, that's weird. I've been, I went to college for 10 years because I worked full-time. Yeah. I partied full-time. Yeah. And I went to college full-time. But you also had two degrees when you graduated. Right. But still, how are you, like, in The teacher? You never had a teacher that was just, like, weird in all that time? Not really. Okay. Well, not only did they think she was 
odd and unsettling, but they signed a petition. A partition? Tammy's faux pas of the week. <laughs> I'll text you. The students signed a petition saying that they didn't want Okay, them. so she sucked. She yeah. sucked. She didn't want... They were like, fuck this bitch. They suck. She sucks. Yes. Get her out. So all, over the years, her colleagues also said that when they would have meetings, she would interrupt the meetings with bizarre tangents and left field kind of stuff. Don't you hate those people? Oh, I'm like, we're here if everybody just stays. In the middle of the Zoom meeting. Shut up for five minutes, be then we'll quiet. be out of here. Just everybody yeah. shut the fuck up. Don't ask any questions. Do that later. Out. Do that on There's your own There's always time. that one person. Mm-hmm. She was that person. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you a huge cunt? Us too. Wait, can we even say cunt? Of course. It's empowering these days. Cunt, 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 cunt. I'm Ange Ballastone, a.k.a. the drag queen, that girl Gina. And I'm Mike Fails, just a normal gay guy, I guess. And we're the hosts of The Big Cunty Couch, a gorgeous new talk show podcast where we invite queers and peers to sit, bitch, and be fierce on a huge-ass couch. While we gab about all things gay. So come get cozy. And cunty. With us. We're pan for platforms, so find us anywhere online and get listening, sweetie. Or watching. Or both. Otherwise, why the hell am I in full drag? And we'll see you on the big... Cu- oh, wait. I thought we were going to say that together. No. On the big c***y couch. Mwah. Amy Bishop was that person. So let's talk about February 12th, 2010. That's about 11 not years not ago. long ago. No, it's not. <sighs> Just another typical day of teaching. But keep in mind, she's at the, her final semester of this. Amy taught her anatomy and neuroscience class. A student later says she seemed perfectly normal. What is normal for her, though? She's acting weird all the time in class. <laughs> They're so normal. Right. So um, after her class, she attended a biology faculty meeting. She was fine during the meeting, according to her colleagues. Her behavior was normal. And then about four o'clock when the meeting was about to end, she stood up. Pulled out a nine millimeter handgun out of her purse and began shooting. Oh, don't cover your mouth. Say what you're oh, thinking. Oh my God. I just they can't say see some you. Bad, really, really bad words. I say bad words here all the time. Nine millimeter. But it's Easter. I gotta be more respectful. Oh, like somebody may listen to this Look, any day of the year. I love Jesus, but I drink a little. That's what your shirt says. And if I hit my hat one more time on this microphone. My the shirt that I have that I should have worn to coordinate with yours is I love Jesus but I cuss a little. I almost bought that for you because you know I always <laughs> buy your husband a shirt and when I, I come visit, and I wanted to buy you that so bad because you know I cuss a lot, not a little, a lot. Mm-hmm. I like to think of myself as a well-educated woman with the mouth of a sailor. That's oh. how I like to think of myself. Have you met my friend Janet? <laughs> shout out to janet in jacksonville florida fuck is her favorite word i forgot to tell you listeners that my friend heidi is here all the way from florida visiting and we have known each other a very long time and we love each other a long time yes without exception yes no matter what happens i was in the delivery room with when, when one of your children were born that would be my oldest Tammy was the Japanese tourist with all the cameras around her neck. Okay. Back to Amy and her problems. A witness to the attack, Joseph N.G., said, 
quote, she got up suddenly, took out a gun and started shooting at each one of us. She started with the closest to her and went down the row, shooting each person in the head. What causes you to snap like that? I realize you didn't get tenure, but yeah, dude. Okay. When the gun was pointed at Deborah Moriarty, Amy pulled the trigger and the gun just clicked. So she, it jammed somehow and she tried to unjam it, but she couldn't. Thank God for Deborah. Exactly. So what did she do next? She walked to the ladies room, cleaned herself up and threw her gun in the trash can. No evidence here. Nothing to find. Nothing to see here. Move along. She then borrowed a cell phone from a student and called her husband to come pick her up. When she went outside to wait for her husband, she was caught by a sheriff's deputy. During the shooting, three faculty members were killed and three were injured. So I'd like to give time to those that were... I don't want this to always be about the person doing the crime. I want to... You know. Okay. Gopti Padilla, Maria Davis, Adriel... Excuse me. I'm getting choked up. No. You are getting choked up. Adriel Johnson. Those three people were killed. The injured were Louis Cruz Vera, Joseph Leahy, and Stephanie Monicelli. Upon Amy's arrest, it was discovered that this was not the first time Amy had killed someone with a gun. What? Yes. Shocker. Twist in the story. Do you want to hear about the first time? Do I? Probably, Do I really? You probably don't, but I'm going to tell you anyway. <laughs> so we're going to go all the way back to December 6, 1986. Amy was 21, and she fatally shot her 18-year-old brother. Oh, jeez. Seth. Jeez. Are you, Here's how that went down. They were at their home in Braintree, Massachusetts, the incident in which Amy Bishop fired at least three shots from a 12-gauge pump-action shotgun. Okay, that's not accidental shooting. That's Hello? What, that, no. Look. That is not accidental. Listen, Linda. I have a pump-action shotgun. There ain't no accident no. about that shit. No, I understand. You definitely understand. You said it before I even said it. Oh. Yeah. That's your sibling. Here's how it went down, though. Um, She went into... Let me see here. Her mom and her brother were in the kitchen. Oh, I'm not... I'm going to skip this. Okay. Sorry, I'm going to have to edit that a little bit out. (laughs) Okay. So, a year before she shot her brother, the family home had been broken into and valuables had been stolen. So, Amy's dad purchased a 12... Gauge shotgun for protection. Pump action. Pump action, which he kept in his bedroom closet. Since um, Amy, this actually got ruled as an accident and Amy was never charged. Yes. Amy's mother made the statement to authorities that she and Seth were in the kitchen preparing lunch when Amy came downstairs with the shotgun in her hands. As she told uh, Amy's mom told him that she was unable to unload the shotgun and she asked Seth for help as she turned toward him to get the help from him the shotgun went off and it blasted right into his chest he fell to the ground and Amy fled still holding the gun and disappeared from the house that makes it sound accidental but dude come on but dude if you if you accidentally shot someone I, me personally I would just stand there with my mouth gaping you wouldn't run away I wouldn't run away especially with the fucking gun in my hand 
I would drop the gun and just be like, oh my God, and call 911. And that's me. I don't know. Amy, this, it gets even crazier. Amy was found by the police a short time later outside an auto dealership where she had demanded the use of a car for someone, from someone, like one of the mechanics. When the police arrived, Amy refused to lay down the gun. She only eventually complied when a police officer crept up behind her. To me, all this behavior is not accidental. It's very, it's very sketchy. I agree. At the police station, Amy gave her account of what happened that morning. She said she had been alone in the house and became anxious with the break-in that they had had a year earlier. She knew the gun was in the house. She went to her parents' bedroom, got the gun. She loaded the gun, she said, as her brother had shown her before. But when she tried to unload the gun and remove the shelves... The shells. The gun went off upstairs where she was, shattering a mirror in her bedroom. So at this point, she hears her brother and mom downstairs because they're probably like, "Amy, what Who's the shooting fuck? guns in our upstairs?" Yeah. So she comes down. So okay, to me now, I've professed before. This is also sketch. I'm I don't. Sorry. I don't know everything about every gun ever made by any means. And if Dalton were here, maybe he can help us. But if the name of the gun has pump action in the fucking name, right away, you've got to feel like after you shot the mirror, you pumped the motherfucker. After that, exactly. You didn't just run downstairs and say, "Help me unload this." Mm. So she got the gun down to the kitchen, asked her brother to help her unload it, and that's when the whole sh- shot him in the chest. All that shit went down. He did not survive. He died soon after he was shot. That's awful. Amy Bishop was released into her family's custody later that evening, and an investigation was launched into the shooting. The coroner ruled the death of Seth Bishop an accident, and after 11 days, the police closed the case. Dropped it. They closed it. All right. Well, we don't really know. You're right, and I... We don't I, know. I can kind of see it because she had never can. done anything at this point. Kind of can. You know, and you don't want to compound misery with misery. You know what I'm saying? No, if you it, don't. And if, she doesn't have the horrible upbringing, background. Like, you right. could let her off. Like, she has no priors. Mm-hmm. Let's just give mm-hmm. her a free pass right now. It's her brother. So they did when she was 21. So here we are now with this current story that I'm telling you is 25 years later and she's shooting... Uh, the her faculty. colleagues yes. right yeah so people are obviously asking why this middle-aged intelligent you know well-educated woman has shit if she's middle-aged i'm an old lady she's fu- well i mean I, dude she's 25 41. years later from yeah she's 40 like 46 <sighs> yeah. i'm old well, I mean, assuming you're going to die in your 80s, but your mom, she's 95. She's going to outlive us all. My grandma lived to 101 and a half. So. Okay. Well, she only got seven years, so here we go. <laughs> all right. So, so people, you know, as we, as you and I are doing sitting here, like, what makes you snap? You've got four mm-hmm. kids. You've got a job. You're educated. Exactly. Um, it's hard to tell, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you some more information. We cannot blame the parents for once. No. <laughs> Seemed like they were not. And I don't feel like alcohol was involved anywhere along the line. Well. Okay. Oh, I have an interesting um, side note. Female mass shooters and are exceptionally rare. In an analysis carried out by the FBI, between 2000 and 2013, they found 
a total of 160 incidents with only six of those involving a female shooter. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And you know, when I listen to your podcast, I tend to listen to the female ones because that that's more interesting to me because it's all men. Right. Typically because, well, that's what made me actually start doing females because someone, I was talking to someone once and they go, there aren't any female serial killers. Right. And I'm like, uh, yeah, there are female serial killers. And you live in Florida, and I'm sure you've heard Ugh. the story of Eileen Warnos. I did one on her. Yeah, I've been to the bar. Like, oh, oh I want to go. Hell yeah, when you come down, it's oh, we're let's going. do it. We'll do it. The last resort in yes, I know where it is. I want to go. We great pictures for social media yes. for the grits of the site of murder sites. We c- could we podcast from there? You see all this equipment I got here and this computer it's all hooked up to? We ain't moving it. I'm just saying no. We I'm can't, saying no to we're that. Not, I'm can't. not that advanced we yet. We can't move it. No. Okay. Um, on the day Amy Bishop did the shooting at the school, at the university, she wasn't trying to hide anything. She didn't come into the meeting with a mask on, physically alter her appearance, she just fucking stood up and just started Snapped. shooting people. Yes. But I told you about her brother. I just want to tell you about a couple more things that have happened in her oh. past. In 1993, Paul Rosenberg, a Harvard, Harvard medical school professor and a doctor at Children's Hospital, received a package at oh, Children's Hospital in Boston. Sorry. Received a package containing two pipe bombs that failed to explode. Yeah. Paul had been Amy Bishop's supervisor in the neurobiology lab, and he gave her a negative evaluation. She should have just released, like, some germs on him or something. (laughs) Why would you send a pipe bomb when you don't even know how to make a pipe bomb? I don't know. Eventually, she resigned from the position because Paul Rosenberg felt... That she could not meet the standards required for the work. She had poor work ethic, apparently. So, is that... Or you're dumb. Or you're dumb. And you can't do the job. she got a PhD somehow. Well, maybe she was blowing... Was it it no PhD left behind? (laughs) Maybe she was blowing somebody on the faculty. (laughs) Yep. It's it's one of those two things. Yes. I'm going with blowing someone. Okay. (laughs) But when but why do you resign if your boss is telling you you can't meet the the requirements for the like that's firing in my opinion. So witnesses later reported that Amy Bishop was upset and on the quote on the verge of a nervous breakdown after her quitting this job. Following Dr. Rosenberg's receipt of the pipe bombs, an investigation was launched. Amy and her husband James were quickly considered suspects and her husband they had James had told a witness that he wanted to either shoot, stab, or strangle Dr. Rosenberg prior to the attempted bombing. So that led investigators to focus on the two of them. So maybe he was the bad influence. I don't know. It's always the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but okay. Well, I'm going to get there. Hold on. The investigation was eventually closed without any charges being filed due to lack of evidence. Amy and James refused to cooperate with the investigation. And following the University of Alabama shooting, Chief Federal Prosecutor in Boston, U.S. Attorney Carmen Ortez, reviewed the case and concluded that Amy Bishop would not be charged with the pipe 
bombings. The case is still to this day un- unsolved. There's got to be some DNA now. Come on. I mean, like, do you, I don't know if you've ever read or watched anything about the Unabomber. It took them fucking forever to catch him. In excess of six years, I'm yeah. thinking. Oh, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> wait, oh, government, you're bringing up old shit now. Six years. 2002. I just told you about 1993. Let me tell you what she did in 2002. And we're moms. We might be, we might slightly be able to relate to this, but I don't know. I don't think I would go to this extreme. In another incident, Amy had gotten into an argument at the International House of Pancakes. No, you have to go to Waffle House, first of all, because they have the secret menu. Who goes to IHOP? And I just learned that there's a secret menu today at the Waffle House, (laughs) at the Waffle House. But listen. Yes. I have to ask for I'm, it. I'm about to give you a dad joke. Okay. Home of the one-legged waitresses. Oh. Do you get it? And you know my They're friend. Hopping. You know my friend Kathy in Illinois. When she makes me breakfast, she yeah. says I don't hop. Oh, I don't hop. That's awesome. No, that makes me laugh. So another woman in the IHOP, Michelle Jaga. Okay, I don't even. You know, I'm not good at these. Just names. attempt it. You do great. No, you're awesome. Had she had taken the last kid booster seat booster seat amy went over and demanded the seat and she began yelling profanities at the woman who refused to give up the seat really yes necessary roughness right there no i mean listen jesus you're gonna go to another woman and buck their kid out of the booster seat it gets even worse the situation escalated when amy punched her in the head (laughs) whilst yelling I am Dr. Amy Bishop. Did she take her earrings out? She did not take her earrings out. She did not kick off her high heel shoes. Or take her belt off. No. But whilst yelling, I am Dr. Amy. I just picture her being like, do you know who I am? Do you know me? Amy, I'm Dr. Amy Bishop. (laughs) Give me the fucking booster seat. It's like I'm friends when Ross always says he's a doctor and they're like, no, you're not a doctor. <laughs> he's like, yes, I'm a doctor. Dr. Ross Geller. <laughs> PhD, right? PhD. Uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. So Amy did plead to plead guilty to a misdemeanor assault plus disorderly conduct. And she was sentenced to probation with a rec- recommendation that she attended anger management classes. Mm-hmm. Her husband later said she never attended the classes. Oh, Jesus. So here we have, let's recap. Her brother in 1986, Dr. Rosenberg in 1996, and the IHOP incident in 2002. It's anger issues. I feel like these are red flags. Babe. Did somebody not? Big, gigantic red flags waving all over. The other thing might be her hormones. Because you had to kind of sit me down when I started going through the change. And you were like. Now we're getting really personal. I don't care. And you were like, hey. Like, not even in a mean way. But you were just like. You were just like petting me, like, "Hey, look." Talk to you right now. Yeah, I need I need to talk to you about something. <laughs> What's up, Heidi? Did it not change your life? Oh my God, yes. I told you. You were so right. But it's, like, it's always good to have an older friend because they can lead you. But do you remember what? Like, I was yelling at the TV over a like a HGTV show where the man bought right his there. son a house. <laughs> 
and I was just like, this motherfucker needs to go get a job. His dad there. doesn't need to be giving him shit. I was there. I lived like, it. It's fucking, good to have, a, just it's like, good to have that older friend. You're just like, boo, you might need to talk to your doctor. I've talked to him. He's doing me no good. He's a douchebag. He can eat a bag of dicks. He can eat a bag of dicks. Okay. In April 2010, after shooting up the university, a new investigation was opened on the death of her brother. Okay, yay. Two months after it was opened, she was indicted for first-degree murder murder of her brother. Hello, pump action. Yes. Are you a cop or are you a dumbass? I mean, pump action. I don't know. September 11th, 2012. So this is about two and a half years after she shoots up the University of Alabama. She's about 47 years old. She pled guilty to one count of capital murder involving two or more people and three counts of attempted murder. Well, yeah, there's a lot of eyewitnesses. You can't yeah. really dispute right. that. Dude. So she originally pled not guilty and her lawyers were going to use the insanity defense. Those are the lawyers that I don't. I don't like them. I know, but I don't you respect know what? them. Here's the thing. Somebody has to do it. I know. And they get paid for it. I know. So I really don't know what changed her mind, but I think the prosecution recommended life without parole and maybe that did it. They were like, if you plead guilty, we're not going to give you the death penalty. We'll but just give you-, you life without parole. Okay. Personal opinion. Mm-hmm. If you kill somebody, it's an eye for eye, baby. Like you're going down. I agree. And me personally, if I work... Why are our taxpayer dollars going to support these fuckers living on death row? I agree. Me and Dalton had this conversation a couple podcasts ago. But here's the thing. Like, if it were me, if I were the person that really did the killing, I wouldn't want to spend the rest of my life in jail. Just Just fucking kill me. Right. Exactly. Just kill me. Do it. Do it. All right. So, Amy is currently serving a life sentence at julia tutwiler prison in alabama and hey i looked it up if you're curious you can go to their website and get an inmate handbook online and you can read that and peruse it why do you need an inmate handbook well there are certain rules and regulations that the inmates have to follow i don't really want need to know (laughs) that information i was just telling you okay if you were bored one day and wanted to read something different in regards to the charge of murder for her brother's shooting, the prosecution against Amy, District Attorney Michael Morrissey, <clears throat> he announced in September 2012, after she was sentenced in Alabama, this is what he said, quote, the penalty would we would that we would seek for a first-degree murder conviction is already in place. With a life without parole sentence in place, there is not an issue of public safety. So for her brother, she didn't get a trial or anything she, like that. Did she ever have anything to say about it? Did she fess up? Or? Not that I could. Well, I mean, she pled guilty to the charges of the well, the one the where faculty. everybody was there. <laughs> right. What about the poor brother, though? Um, I didn't do a lot of in-depth after her incarceration to see if she interviewed with people. But I can tell you a couple things about what her husband said would after she, the fact. Would she accept a collect call from us like right now? Ooh. <laughs> no, she wouldn't accept a collect call from <laughs> you us. You can't collect call the prison. Right. I don't know how They collect works. call you. Oh, I, I was I was on the right track. You were. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So some people kind of wonder about her husband. Mm-hmm. Whether he was like a partner 
a co-conspirator or if he was clueless about all the shit my thing is like even if he didn't so he started dating her when she killed her brother like he was still he was already dating her then and obviously he was involved involved in the pipe bombing stuff even if he wasn't at ihop that day she punched that lady in the face i'm sure he's seen other shit like that from her but maybe he got a rush out of it like some people speculate it was like a bonnie and clyde type relationship where he was thrill seeking you know that's a way better story though i don't know clyde come on so as far as we know james is a loyal partner who mirrored her rage and delusions I told you he was already dating her when she shot her brother. He lied to the New New York Times about having gotten a letter that cleared them in the bombing. He told the New York Times that they got a letter, but he could never produce it. Well, you can't trust the media. Yeah. Ever. So in an ABC interview, he presented her university shooting as a sane response (laughs) to, to the secretive world of academic tenure. And he re, he uh, he requested the media investigate this. I think he he needs to get some psychiatric help. Yes, Lucy, five cents. Yes, five cents. <laughs> Peanuts. Okay, I'm, he he is quoted as saying, "Only someone who's been intimately involved in that fight understands what he's talking about." Is getting tenure. He said, "It's a tough, long, hard battle." And me personally, I can only imagine what he's telling his. It's not their, worth. It's not worth committing murder. No. And what is he telling their four children? I mean, like your mom's not guilty, but she pled guilty, but she's in jail for life. And you want to see a picture of her? Of course. Oh my God! To me, this is crazy, crazy Amy eyes. Bishop. This Amy is Bishop. Crazy, crazy eyes. Oh Jesus! That's crazy eyes. Google, Google Amy Bishop. No, I'm going to post this picture. Ooh. Uh, on Facebook and it's got bad bangs too. I'm sorry. Well, and look at the bags. I'm sorry. I didn't even know she's in jail. But bad haircut. The bad. Yeah. It's anyway. It's all sad. That's the story of Amy Bishop. All right, friend. Not a serial killer, but a bad lady. I wish I lived closer to you. I would pod with you more often. I would love that. I'm coming to see you in May. And then maybe, uh, I know we're going to see each other at Halloween Horror Nights this year because we've Absolutely. already talked about it. B-I-P. But maybe so- somewhere in between those, you can come back and we can pop I again. will. Absolutely. Awesome. Love you. Love you too. And we love y'all. Thanks for listening. Grits with a side of murder at gmail.com and on Instagram and on Facebook. Bye. Bye. <laughs>